0: 100%.
1: Like, I've had an since I was in college because I went to New England Hippie Bullshit College. So we were, like, on that shit already 25 years ago. And well, just had, I just like, a string of them since.
0: Did you guys see that tweet that was, like, you know, at what point did, like, students and teachers start bringing water bottles, like, giant water bottles to class? Because, like, even when I was in – it pro- I probably oh. didn't take a water bottle, to, like a big water bottle to school until I was in high school, probably. And I definitely feel like I had headaches all the time as a child. Like I, I think
1: would, we were all dehydrated. Yeah. No, I was absolutely dehydrated until the age of 18 because that was when I went away to college <laughs> and everybody had an allergy. So I was like, oh, this is probably a good idea. And that was when I started taking voice lessons seriously and stuff. And it was like, um, you can't, that's bad. You need you need yeah. to be hydrated
0: the answer yeah, definitely. To-
1: like spent my entire childhood dehydrated it. yes because you had if you wanted water you had to go to the water fountain and it was the like count to three and then you had to move so that the person after you could get to the water fountain yeah. so we were drinking like three ounces of water at a time like <laughs> twice then- a day yeah like twice a day
2: <laughs> there is your answer uh the novel coronavirus was responsible for one good change. Uh, kids bringing their water bottles.
1: Oh, that's, with them to school that's a good point. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Water bottles. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So and it's really probably just like a better idea. Widely speaking, like the, the three ounces at a time, twice a day was, was not cutting it. Like, so uh, like that in um, a carton of milk is not sufficient hydration. <laughs> Yes. ten oh, God, hours
0: of milk. Okay, I've got. I, I'm just going to do some more free advertising for Kin Euphorics because you guys are going to laugh at this, like, description. Um, so today I'm drinking the outside of my giant water bottle. I'm drinking the Kin Euphorics Light Wave bev, um, and I'm just going to read you the description because it's amazing. Sparkling notes of lavender, vanilla, smoked sea salts, and passion flower meet mind calming ingredients to mellow you out and help you transcend stress. Think naked forest bathing at midnight. Chill for conscious connection.
1: <laughs> I love these people.
2: A new fragrance. Thank you, Bella. By by Terry Botas.
1: Right. Oh, this is a, this is so Terry Botas coded. You are so right. Ex- extremely military. Um, It does make me think of. I remember as a child, my mom and I used to talk about how if we could have any job we wanted, we both kind of wanted to be the person who named lipstick. Ah, <gasps> that was me with nail polish. So very exactly same vibe. Where it's just like the names that they would come up with, especially I think in the eighties and nineties, were so redonkulous. And it was <laughs> like, I'm going to get an English degree and I'm going to do that for a living. And I kind of sort of do, just in a totally different different industry, but like, I guess it's basically the same career path.
0: Yeah, 100%. I love that. Well, we had a um, a funny moment in our group chat this morning that I I can't wait to debrief with all of you, which is that, I mean, there's so much to say about this. Charles, Charles, Charles Leclerc re-signed... His contract with Ferrari this morning, which let's just start by saying the video yeah. is insane. He looks like he's. Um, yeah. Hang
2: on, <laughs> hang on, Addy. Hang on. Let me. It let me looks like a proof of, of life video. Let
0: me yeah. Let's. Okay. Let's let Jesse. Let's let Jesse crack his can open it, here.
2: Start this. <laughs> Because uh, I'm Jesse from the internet. This is the Casual Die Hard Podcast. You've already heard Britt and Addy from the Internet. We're into this off the bat because that's just how we roll. Um Addy, what did Charles Leclerc do?
0: He, he re-signed with uh-huh. Ferrari, which naturally, look, I am I am a casual texter. I have my phone set in all lowercase. I love a I love a letter U versus the Y O U. I I love I love to shoot off a quick text. I no, I do not put my heart and soul into the grammar of my text messages. So naturally, I fire off a text this morning to the Vroom Vroom chat that says Charles resigned this morning. <laughs>
2: for a second I was like, good for you, King.
1: I (laughs) guess. Oh. I wasn't concerned so much as somewhat excited for his uh Oh I mean newfound boundaries and uh (laughs) self-actualization.
0: What makes it even funnier is I said Charles resigned, R.I.P. I I forgot about the (laughs) RIP. I mean uh, yeah, Jesse. Jesse. Oh God. Says hyphens are important. I, I, I mean, truly, a, a hyphen changes everything. There. This is a completely yeah. different story of a man with no yeah. boundaries. A man who has learned absolutely nothing.
1: Oh. God bless. Uh, in the words of Jack Reacher, details matter. Details, details are
0: matter. Details matter. <laughs> the devil is in the details. I mean.
1: Oh my God.
0: I mean, literally, the video could be a resignation video. Like, it was – it was – he looks dead in the eyes. It is so funny. He's, like I, – like, I can't believe nobody was, like, hey, let's have a moment of, like, something celebratory or happy. Like, clearly, that's the so vibe scary. they're going for is, like – they're clearly going for this vibe that's, like, he's a, a very serious Ferrari driver. And he just looks – he looks dead in the eyes. He's like, it has been my dream to
1: drive for Ferrari ever since I was a child watching the red car in Monaco. <laughs> yeah, no, his his soul was left somewhere in the dolomites during his trading, and that is that is the end of it. I think my favorite part about the RAP, aside from the fact that like none of us questioned it even remotely, is that So uh, the Ferrari Instagram the other day was teasing, I think they're joining some like speedboat racing league or something. Sure. So they tease, it's some bullshit teaser thing with like waves. And all of, all of the replies, like waves. the replies, yeah, are like the waves are our tears. (laughs) Every reply is some variation of that. And I'm just like, we are not well as a group. The waves yeah, are, okay.
0: the waves were so funny because to me it also felt like they saw what McLaren did recently, and they were like, "Oh wait, we have to, we need to do something cool." But instead of right. like no, doing you do McLaren, they just left all their posts up and then posted like literally, I think like twelve pictures of waves all at once,
1: <laughs> right? Gosh, A separate well, post. What the hell? Oh,
0: did, my
2: God. I did out the tease of an unprecedented announcement to which I was like, guys are going to have a strategy <laughs>
1: coming uh, this year? Uh, are you going to not get your doors blown off down the streets by the Red Bull? Have you considered that option? Okay. All right.
0: Oh, by God. the way. Okay. So the topic that I proposed for today's episode. Yeah, we have a little bit of a plan. Are we going to stick to it? Absolutely not. Are we going to have a great time? For sure. Um, but the topic that I proposed today was that we do a little bit of – we discuss what the podium of off-season activity is for these drivers, which ultimately is kind of the podium of off-season posting, um, you know, general, general activity. Let me just say that I know who is in last place, and it's the Visa Cash App Racing Bowls. What the actual fuck is that? V-carb.
2: I, uh,
0: so, like, uh, like we all had a big laugh about Kick Sauber Steak F One team. We were like, "This is the worst team name in history." And the Visa Cash App Racing Bulls were like, "Hold my Red Bull."
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: not a great time to be an announcer. Uh, No.
0: That was my very first thought was like Martin Brundle's voice being like, the Visa Cash App Racing Bowl goes through the the middle. Like,
1: what? (laughs) What are we going to do here? My favorite part, though, is going to be. So, you know how like when they drive us through the little intros and stuff for like the. Like drive to survive videos or like during media day or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna make Yuki say that entire thing and it's gonna be hilarious. Cause he's gonna be so offended by it. Like he's not gonna be here for this bullshit at all. He's like, fuck you. Like what? I'm not gonna say all that. It's, it's so inevitably true. gonna be funny. It's so Yuki true. Sinoda, and-
2: Ball So Hard University. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Exactly. Cause it it just reminds me of one time, I think it was um it must have been in one of the seasons of Drive to Survive, and I don't remember which one. They had Lewis doing that, and Lewis was like, what the fuck is the full name of this team? He, he was like, AMG, I don't, fucking Mercedes, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying uh, to find
0: um, this. Oh, go ahead, Jesse.
2: No, Mercedes does have a long-ass stupid name, and everybody just calls it Mercedes. I'm sure that there will be, like, I think it's just going to be Steak. Or skate. Is it steak or skate? Who cares? I think skate it's fake
0: F1 team. <laughs> I'm trying to find this clip. Okay, here it is. Stand by. Let Visa. me let me know if this plays well.
2: Like it'll be Visa the way that it's Red Bull.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I mean, okay, so um, okay, so this is – let's talk about a man who really does have contention for the podium here, which is Valteri Bottas on, a, on Australian television being asked about the new team name. Have you guys seen this? I have
1: not, but I'm excited.
0: Okay, I'll play it. I'll send you guys the link.
2: Was that deliberately difficult yeah. to remember and say? Like, is that the
1: intention? Can you remind me what's the name again? <laughs> <laughs> What's <the name> again?
0: <laughs> I mean, love him. Oh my love god, I love him so much. Yeah, you just you gotta love him. And and I mean, let's just let's just talk briefly while we're on the subject of Valkyrie about what he has been up to and, and posting, which is like a um, he dyed the mullet bleach blonde,
1: which is so good,
0: incredible,
2: necessary,
0: necessary. For sure.
2: Character-wise, yeah.
0: Yeah, for the plot, for sure. Needed a
2: spark, yeah.
0: And then it appears that basically all he has (laughs) – sorry, now my Instagram sound is on. It appears that basically all he has done otherwise is um, bike with his professional biker girlfriend and go to the beach. Which I love for him. I love it.
2: He put out a calendar of his butt.
0: He put out a calendar of his butt, which I'm looking at right now, hanging right above my laptop. Love that. The only other person – February. Yeah, I know. I'm actually really excited because I don't know what's next. I I looked through it all when I got it and uh, when Jesse sent it to me, and I looked through it all, but I don't remember what's coming. So I'm just thrilled to, to be able to turn the page soon. Um, The only other person who seems to, I mean, the only other, the only, I'm not going to say the other because Valtteri is not normal. The only normal person on the entire grid who, again, is in podium contention here is Oscar Piastri, who appears to be having the most normal summer, (laughs) it's winter, but it's their like summer, summer vibes,
1: like just hanging out. He's just chilling. It's adorable. It's adorable. And and again, as a, on a character level, uh, it's such a necessary element of the grid to just yeah. have like the competent, normal one looking at everyone else like, who are you? Well, the other, thing you? Is,
0: the other thing is that like, look, obviously, Charles is everything to me. He deserves podium contention here. He deserves podium contention in all F1 events. Um. But his socials during the break have been, even more than normal, very clearly produced by a team. Like Very, you know, all of these, like, skiing pics and the ice cream and the California vlog and the, like, all of it is so clearly produced in a way that, like, I don't care. Like, Sh- Charlotte doesn't have to run his own Instagram. He's a fucking Formula One driver. But it is so fun to see Oscar and you're like, yeah, this man is running his own Instagram.
2: (laughs) Do you think Charles has his own Instagram that he uses? Just like not the one that's going out there.
0: Like, does he have a
1: Finsta? I was just going to (laughs) say. Uh, I think he absolutely does. And I think yeah. more I think more professional athletes and celebrities celebrities than I think we probably realize too. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh you can also just be Adam Audovino and just have a, a fucking finsted that is literally just Adam Audovino private or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, you're just, so dumb. I'm like, I love you. You're ridiculous, but I love you. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's, that's so good. That's
2: basically what I'm at because I had Jesse Specter, and it's like all years of like kid picks and stuff. And now I want to be a little bit more public and like post clips from our show. So it's Jesse Dot Spector is the public one, and my regular one is private. And I just learned the term Finsta. Uh, you you haven't heard Finsta blues. before? Finsta.
0: Thinking- huh.
2: I, I was thinking family.
0: Family is that, – That does also work. Uh, I guess it does. I guess it does. Although I would say the point of many Finstas is that your family does not have the ability to see them.
1: Yeah, that is no, true. No, no.
0: That is true. <laughs> I will not blow this person up by name, but I have a dear friend who had a Finsta that was just her – it was for – her cooking while she was high and she would just make she would just make videos like stories of her like putting oh like God. making a recipe while she's high but because she was high she would like make she would like basically like put onions in a pan and then like forget that she was recording the recipe and like abandon it <laughs> and this caused like multiple problems one of which is people were like stop like you can't just like post onions and then like and then, like, not anything else. If this is what you're like trying to do here, and her aunt followed it and told her mom that she was high all the time because she was posting on the high cooking Instagram a lot, <laughs> and uh, you know, really an object lesson lesson there in Finstas. I was like, girl, you gotta lock that shit down. You gotta you gotta approve anyone that you want on that account, and it, it, that's that's the value of a Finsta.
1: Yep.
2: Well wow. I. Who is saying that you can't do that with onions? What business? Well, you can, care? you
0: can. But everyone was you like, absolutely "You absolutely can." No, every... she Get would the start... shit out of those
2: things. Let's she go. She
0: would start the recipe. She would like put the onions in the pan and be like, "I'm going to show you guys what I'm cooking, step by step," and then would do nothing else. Like she wouldn't post anything more.
2: <laughs> okay, so. Ferrari at certain races. This is this is F1 content.
0: It really oh oh god, it so is. It so is. So Jesse and I talked about this a little bit when we had Parker on, but we were talking about like, you know, you know, and we've we talked about this in, in other contexts, like part of the value of you know, of being a sports fan is is the hope and believing that every year is your year. Um, how do you feel about Ferrari going into the 2024 season? Oh god.
1: <laughs> 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 this is the problem, right? Is I think it's a little bit like I don't even want to say it's like being a Mets fan. I think it's probably like being a Cubs fan, like pre-2016. Mm-hmm. Where, like you. You wanna go into it with that vibe, but it's like a a real uphill battle to uh, get yourself to that place. Yeah,
0: you have it's- to. You have to really touch into a a, a place of a, a. I feel more delusional than I've ever felt about sports when I'm like, no, it's gonna be a great year for Ferrari. <laughs> it's a yeah, different
2: Mets. It's still. It's still very Mets. It's not so much current Steve Cohen Mets, but oh, and not pre pre Bernie Madoff, Will Pond. We're like, yeah, they're they're going for it. They are trying, they're trying hard. They're doing stuff, and it is not going to work. And you can see that, but (laughs) maybe. Did it work for any of those other teams before? No, but maybe it will for us. Well,
0: I think what's interesting about Formula One is you know, whereas with the Mets, I really cheer for the laundry, right? Like, I want the Mets as a baseball organization to make good choices and sign good players and build a good team whereas with formula 1 i feel like it's it's much less that like i you know i obviously i consider myself a ferrari fan i i you know even if you say you're not a ferrari fan you're a ferrari fan as as, as sebastian vettel says but like thanks Sam. ultimately it is charles that i care about and to see ferrari like ferrari has made a very 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 wise move as a team to lock down Charles Leclerc. And it is the sort of – it's like re-signing your ace pitcher. Like obviously Ferrari (laughs) should re-sign Charles and it's a great choice. And unlike, you know, when the Mets sign a great starting pitcher or whatever, I'm much more concerned for Charles. (laughs) Like my heart is much more like, is he gonna be okay? Is this the right decision for him? You know, in a way that I'm not with Jacob Degrom. Like I want Jacob Degrom to be a Met. End of story.
2: Fuck, he's David Wright. He's fucking David Wright.
0: Oh, oh god, my god, Damn it. He's
1: David Wright. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, ouch. That hurts to consider. Yeah, no that that hurts.
2: I mean complimentary all around but oh also sympathetically yeah that's because he wants nothing more than to make it work and make it work here yep and and gosh if everything isn't just stacked up against him except that like maybe there's one glimmering moment of possibility there and that's what you're striving for and that's Right. Ferrari 2024 Striving for one glimmering (laughs) moment Where it's actually a possibility
0: Dude, I mean, even in the video That they released this morning You know, Charles is like dead in the eyes And he's like, now it's time For my dream (laughs) Uh. Being
2: a Norfolk, Virginia Policeman
0: Oh, Charles my God. Not a cop. It hurts so bad. Well, speaking of the Ferraris, you know, I'm not necessarily – I don't know. I'm not necessarily convinced that this is podium-level behavior, but our other, our other man in red, Carlos mm-hmm. Sainz, has been, has been doing some good content. There's been a lot of workout videos, which, you know, I don't mind looking at by any okay. – stretch of the imagination.
2: You go with what works.
0: Go with what works. He's really been yeah, he's been playing the hits. He's been doing a lot of his workout videos and <laughs> doing pics with the family, but I did really love um Carlos Sainz senior raced at Dakar uh like last week, I guess, which that's fucking amazing by the way. Like Carlos Sainz senior yeah. is like 70 years old. <laughs> and that's like a really intense race and um Carlos Sainz Jr was really doing some very sweet father son content and surprised him at the race and you know i i thought all of that was i thought all of that was quite nice um i'm not going to say podium level but honorable mention at least
2: i would like to give a special shout out to a, a certain Part of Carlos' regimen here, which is in the workout pics and videos, when he is doing something that is working on improving his hand eye coordination, like Carlos signs giving his 007 look and like intense glare to giant Jenga is <laughs> amazing.
0: Dude, I mean, you're so right. This sport is so stupid. Like the workouts make me laugh so hard. It's just them, like, it's like them playing with like cat toys, like hitting lights, like really fast, <laughs> like grabbing <laughs> balls. It's like literally how we play with the cats, and then yeah. it's like them doing their like insane like neck workouts where it's they just go- say,
1: the the neck strengthening is the, the most the insane thing.
0: It's crazy. It's so funny. No, you're absolutely right. And so then to see someone who's just, like, so handsome and, like, really giving his all, like, it's hilarious. It just is so – you got to love him. God love him, man.
2: I'm playing intense – this isn't ping pong. This is training (laughs) table tennis. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Uh, Uh,
2: He's he's got, like – a paddle in each hand and then one in his mouth to work on the neck strengthening and he's hitting five different ping pong balls at once.
0: It's so funny. It's like, yeah, it's like what other sport? And then like they can't they they can't work out their lower body that much because like if apparently at one point Vettel was actually told to stop biking I can't believe they let Valtteri just like Bike a bazillion miles Because his legs were like getting too Big and they like want them to be Like tight and tiny for the car And it's just right. so like it. So it just like creates the most Bizarre workouts it's so funny to me I
2: mean, You can see the Calendar Valtteri has uh, Managed to Maintain Not a huge ass despite all that Cycling
0: well, what's fun is that in pretty much every picture of the ass, he's fully flexing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> January one is him hugging a giant stuffed bear, like full squeeze of the glutes. <laughs> oh my god! He was not
2: going to show whole on the calendar. I mean, let's. Uh...
0: No, you're so right. There's, that's, a, that's a multi-purpose glute squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god yeah, this, is
0: why, this is why we'll never be like accepted into the formula one media stage <laughs> because like the minute that they like let us into the paddock i'm gonna be like valtteri did you squeeze your ass so you didn't show hole on the calendar or was it to, show, or was it to make your ass look bigger <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god
2: I and mean, you are probably pretty clenched when you're in that F1 seat. I mean,
1: yeah. That's very true. I feel like
0: you'd have to be. I went go-karting um 3 times while I was home for the holidays because amazingly um a a go-kart like an indoor electric go-kart place opened up like 10 minutes from my parents' house. So I was like, obviously we're doing this every day. Um the first time that we went – I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast. The first time that we went, um, I got full-on last place, like, out of everyone, including my mother. All respects to my mother, but her her, like, racing name was Grand Cam, so, like, you know. <laughs> I got full last place because I was on this whole thing trying to – I was fully trying to, like – use the brakes correctly, like hit the apex of the turn and like brake and then gas. And like we finish up and everyone's like, why on earth were you braking? Like full send it the whole time. (laughs) So I make everyone come back. In the end, I took, I think, 26 seconds off of my my race time. um, Oh my God. I was really impressed with myself for because eventually – so the second time we went, I didn't use the brake at all, but I would, like, you know, lift off of the acceleration a little bit. And I took a lot of time off. I didn't get last place. I got second to last that time. And then I was – then everyone was like, no, like, we meant it. Like, you literally just full send through the corners. Like, you have to go for Mm -hmm. it. So third time we go, I, like, full send it, got my best time. And um, this track is pretty cool. It's like a two-level go-karting track. It's actually the biggest indoor track in North America, randomly. Oh. Again, like 10 minutes from my parents' house. Um, and uh, the carts can go up to about 40 miles an hour. Wow. And so, I mean, it feels – it feels like kind of freaky, like you're – you're exposed. You're going like 40 miles an hour it feels really fast. And like, it's like tiring. Like they're, and they're 10 minute races. They're 10 minute races. They're like quality style. So you're, 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 you place based on your fastest lap that you can do in 10 minutes. And the laps are like, you know, a really fast lap is like a minute. I was by the end getting like a minute, six seconds. Um, and, It really was, like, I was fully sore the next day. Like, I was, like, clenching my hip flexors. I was, like, my arms were, like, so, like, tightly engaged the whole time. And I'm, like, I'm going 40 miles an hour for 10 minutes. Like, it really did give me the the very slightest sense of how truly exhausting it is to be in these cars going 200 miles an hour for two fucking hours
2: and everything about the sport is so crazy intense and i i love the idea of just picturing you like doing outlaps so that you can really set yourself up for the hot lap at the go-kart track <laughs> while I, everybody Jesse, else is just full said for the entire Jesse, 10 minutes. I
0: literally was. I literally was. <laughs> I'm like on an outlap. And also no one told me that they were 10 minute races. I thought we had like 15, 20 minutes. So I did like multiple outlaps before I'm like ready oh my for God. my hot lap and the race is over. And I was Furious. I was such a bad loser the first time. I I was literally having such a bad attitude. I was being so sore about it. It was it was it was really, but I will say it was fun as hell. Like it was so cool and it was so enjoyable to like get a little bit better at it. And then when I really like got into it and was full sending through the corners, there's this one part of the track that's like a full S bend and then you head up a hill and then shoot back down. And it was like thrilling to me. It was like stomach butterflies. Like it was awesome. It was so fun. We should all go go go-karting sometime. We should all meet in Utah and go go (laughs) go-karting.
2: If we're going to Utah, I would also like to request the Alpine slide for our just pull back on the throttle experience. Oh my uh, God. The Alpine slide yes.
0: is so fun. Wow. I haven't thought about the Alpine slide in so long, but I we, we did that a few times when I was a kid. It's fun as shit. Yeah.
2: I once did, because uh, I do embrace the full throttle at all times uh, approach to it. Uh, we did one in Colorado and I went fucking flying over a curve and uh, tore up my whole arm and it was completely worth it.
0: My dad cracked a couple ribs the second time that we went go-karting because um, we were with my younger sister and her friend and my sister's friend like kind of fast stopped in front of my dad and in an attempt not to hit her, my dad turned into the wall and Mm. like the impact. My dad's a mountain biker. He breaks ribs like every other week. Like I don't like, you know, but he like fully cracked some ribs (laughs) go-karting.
2: Case.
0: So, so it was really fun, guys. We should totally do it.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. I'm undeterred. And I was like, talk about just the intensity of the athleticism of it. I know F1 doesn't have refueling, but I was amazed that there was even pushback on this in NASCAR. They they adjusted the things. They adjusted some of their rules a little bit heading into this season. And one of the things they did was made the gas cans lighter either by, like, having less gas in, like, a it's a smaller gas can so that a smaller person can be part of the nascar you know pit crew and and, Mm -hmm. it doesn't not everything has to like this is more of a position that's about your quickness and your precision it doesn't also necessarily have to be about your strength sure naturally people are complaining
0: about it yeah of course because this is gonna mean because this is gonna mean that more women can be in the pit crews (laughs) right
2: ah and i saw the the pushback that i saw was from a woman fueler who was like do not make this about uh, letting more women in because I am a woman and I do this job and it was still like no but that's not the point in general it, then you will be one of the best if you are doing it now.
0: Honda right. P, Honda right. P. Yeah, I mean, all I'm, credit to her. I don't know, like I, I will say.
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, dude, that dude, I'll
0: talk your shit, stand on business. <laughs> Right. But,
2: but like we're it, it, it's been a week um in in feminist spaces I think of kind of missing the forest for the trees. Oh um,
1: boy.
0: <laughs> oh boy has it.
2: <laughs> Margo to the polls. Uh I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are are NASCAR drivers and NASCAR teams like posters in the way that Formula One characters are?
2: I need to get into this more. And there is um, somebody who I want to invite on the show to ask about it specifically because I have a a couple of NASCAR mutuals for some reason. Um, They should come hang
0: out. I want to talk NASCAR.
2: Yeah, let's do that. Let's get that done. Uh, who else is so who is on your podium, Addy?
0: Okay, so I'll say my podium, like so, so I I was just gonna mention the other person who is well, there's two other people I wanna mention here who are really slaying for really different reasons. One is Lando Norris. This man is on an absolute adventure. He has been to like 15 countries, he's gotten a serious tan, he is posting. So many photo dumps of him looking like cool as hell in like Bali and then like he's in the mountains and then like Lando's living his best life and I'm really happy for him. He's given us some really great content. Um, I, I, I think Lando may be podium fringe for me. Um, the other person who's also podium fringe for one reason and one reason only is George Russell because this man is somehow hanging out with Fernando Alonso for New Year's Eve. Like, that alone. I have so many
1: questions. I have so
0: many questions. It's the second New Year's Eve in a row that Fernando, George, and George's girlfriend have gone to the club together. Like... And it specifically seems like – I can't remember, like, exactly why, but it's, like, it's clear from George's posts that, like, they're choosing to go there together. It's not
1: like they're running into each other at the club. Right. And that's the funniest thing is that last year people were like, did they just run into each other or, like – It's so funny. Like, are they friends?
0: Do they talk?
2: (laughs) I guess so. (laughs)
1: What? What I mean, talk about. What
2: what if they just have a standing agreement to spend New Year's Eve together and don't talk? Like they just catch up on New Year's Eve. That's it, bro. How was the year?
0: He did (laughs) have a serendipitous run-in with Sebastian Vettel on the ski slopes the other day, which was
1: adorable.
0: Very cute. That one makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I can see Vettel and George, which that did seem to be a run-in, but I could see them having, like, a friendship and a relationship.
1: I think especially because Seb is sort of what he – especially, you know, before he retired, he was very much, like, the big brother of the group and, like, the dad of the group where he was clearly, like, doting on the younger ones.
0: Yeah, it's cute. In a way that, like, Fernando is not (laughs) –
1: no, not at all. Like totally opposite vibes that way. Um, but
0: I will say, the man well, who—oh, go ahead, Jesse. The
2: the vibes that Fernando does have, I think that he might see a little bit of himself. Like, oh, George Russell, that's like a young me.
0: I could see that he's like, yeah, the boy. <laughs> I got some ideas for you. You could blackmail <laughs> your own team, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Oh my God! You blackmail
0: your own team and tell them that you're going to tell the FIA about cheating that you helped them with. That the FIA is already aware of. <laughs> what an icon! What a man!
1: God, the sport is so ridiculous.
0: It's so stupid. I love it so much. So I, I will say my final, my final, uh, my final podium contender is the one, the only, Sir Lewis Hamilton. This man has really, he has not done too much grid posting, which a lot of the other drivers are like really posting on the grids. Lewis has done two posts, last I checked, two posts on his actual grid since the end of the season. One is him skydiving, which he's like a very experienced skydiver, which I'm very obsessed with and makes a lot of sense. Like this man does not, he is not like attached to a skydiving instructor. He's jumping out of a plane by himself. And then he posted a video of his dog Roscoe. And then I'm I'm sure I've missed some of the Instagram stories, but mostly it's just like he's suddenly this week he's in Paris for Paris Fashion Week, looking unfucking believable. He looks so good. He's the looks are amazing. He looks gorgeous, and he's just like you know, he's just Lewis Hamilton. And, and to me, that sense of he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to produce, he doesn't need the Charles Leclerc, like constant content production team. All he needs to do is like, get up in the morning and go outside. And like, it's a sleigh. It's such a sleigh. I, I really love it. And so I think my podium I mean, shocker, guys! I think my winner is Charles. I love the constant content. I'm very happy to see it. We haven't even mentioned the charity soccer game, which was just like full of gems. He held a baby. I
1: was just going to say the baby at the soccer game.
0: He held the baby like that alone. He held the baby at the soccer game, and Tremant. he there's like these amazing shots of him. There was like a gymnastics performance at the soccer game, I guess. <laughs> there's these like amazing shots of Charles looking so confused he gets a cramp and like falls on the ground dramatically like the charity soccer game alone so first is first is charl for all of that like just the constant content all of it funny all of it sexy all of it great oh and he got that crazy haircut at the start of the off season which yes is oh that, my god now that it's grown out i think it looks really good i think he's yeah, looking I like, like it now
1: that it's grown out
0: fantastic second place for me oscar piastri for the absolute other end of the spectrum. A man just running his own socials, living his normal life. And third place is Lewis Hamilton for just serving cunt every single day. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Where where do you guys fall on these uh, podiums? I, I like that. I,
2: I think I want to know if Charles haircut was his own idea or if this is another example of Ferrari chief strategist Carlos Sainz. <laughs> <laughs> um putting his teammate in position for success.
0: I mean, he really is oh Ferrari chief Ferrari's chief strategist. It's so real. You gotta love uh, it. What is the
2: haircut? It's on purpose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um well I I agree with uh Charles and and Oscar for sure, Addy, I think. Uh, I, I just love Oscar's whole, I just love his whole thing because it is, it is somehow very similar to, but also like the opposite end of the spectrum from Danny in that they're both like, they're just fairly normal in their way and did not have these absolutely unhinged, um, like stage parent caught, you know, at a, insane cart race in somewhere in europe every weekend of their life from the age of six like just just like mildly well adjusted which is a rare treat In this I know audience.
0: i agree it's so weird he seems like he seems like you could have a normal conversation with him
1: right he seems like you could ask him about like i don't know like soccer or something and he would like just like have a conversation like a normal person He Um, is also, he's like a,
0: he he was really standing the Australian cricket team, which I love. Which is precious. Loved that.
1: Yeah. Adorable. Um, So definitely Oscar. Uh, I'm, I have two candidates for my remaining spot and I kind of can't pick between them. And they're both like mildly shady picks, but I'm going with it anyway. Oh, that's that's great. Um, My first one is Logan Sargent. (laughs) Because that man. Okay. First of all, speaking of like produced content, like how how much of a crew did you have for those there buddy uh, um, second the absolute shamelessness i just it's it's uh it's aspirational frankly just absolutely no no shame no pride full full send like i'm just gonna do whatever i have to do to get attention so, and really appreciate him leaning into his uh what if you put a frat boy in a race car situation.
0: I, I I you're so right, Britt. I love it. I'm so glad to like see his personality and I'm really glad that his personality is exactly what we thought it was.
1: <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> um my my other candidate is is Pierre Gasly because no human has ever hard launched a girlfriend harder. Yeah. He he started posting pictures with this new girlfriend like during the season. And then the second the season was over, it was like, would you like another picture of us making out? Here you go. And it's like Pierre, buddy, buddy. I mean, they're I love it, but also are you okay? Beautiful. Like, they're oh yeah, beautiful. they're gorgeous. It's almost offensive. And,
0: and I'll give Pierre this. Well, basically, the only other thing he's posted is that he had that that, that like go karting event with Yuki, where they yes. were at the go karting event, which was adorable. Content we got some really good content out of that as well. We did,
1: we did. And he was at something or other with Charles, like always. That's that's not surprising at all. I just can't remember. I can't remember what it was, but they, you know, it's them. They're always vaguely They're in the vicinity. I of love me. that <laughs> of them.
2: I do not have anything to add now that uh, Brit has uh, taken my favorite uh, moment of the, maybe my favorite moment of the off season. Uh, Hi, I'm Logan. Welcome to Abercrombie. Yes.
1: Oh my God. I forgot about the Abercrombie spawn
0: con. Oh Oh, God. The Abercrombie spawn con is like so central to this for me because that's a big part of like, that's a huge part of like, oh my god! Like, of course, Logan Sargent should have a deal with
1: Abercrombie. <laughs> Logan, it's like the most obvious pairing ever when you think about it. The merch is sick, actually. Like, I it want is really them. good.
0: What I also love is that um, the Williams official team account has decided to lean into Logan Sargent thirst trapping. Um, I believe we discussed this one in the group chat, but when they huh. just posted uh-huh. it, literally like, and here's the thing for me. Just no context whatsoever. <laughs> literally no context. It's just shirtless Logan Sargent, like in a pair of swim trunks. And the caption just says, you're welcome, winky face. <laughs> it's
1: like, like they looked yeah. at the Ferrari admins and were like, we can go harder.
2: We're <laughs> like, Ferrari, Venus to Milo, us, Mons Venus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Means, once again, is that, like, I still don't find him that sexy. Like, it just is. I think <laughs> it is that he's, a, he's, he's an American frat boy. And, and it just right. is like, I don't – that's not my type. That's not my no. thing.
1: But it's so funny to see that F1 thirstified. And it's particularly funny because sometimes you see people in the comments who are obviously European and it's like, oh, this is, watching this is like when you must watch Americans, like, get all hot and bothered over, like, a British accent. Yeah. I'm like, yes. I'm like, okay, I get how weird this is now. That's so real. This is confusing and uncomfortable.
0: I'm like, you guys know he's from Florida, Right! (laughs) Right! Right. Like let's let's be real my, about what my partner's from is. Florida. I love a man from Florida. But it's funny to see that in the F1 world. It's so funny.
2: There's it's, nothing wrong yeah. with F1 having a Backstreet Boy. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> 100%. Right. 100 percent 100 percent Okay, so also something fantastic that if you guys didn't see, I'll I'll send it to you. My sister, my sister directed me to this. Uh, the official F1 account a few weeks ago posted what was clearly tidbits from the, like, filming shoot for the new F1 intro for next year. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, like – there's a lot of them, like, standing around, like, holding a helmet, like, smiling. And it's a whole bunch of the drivers. There's a whole bunch of tidbits. And, like, in the middle of it, there's George. And he's, like, crouching on the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's my like, God. Really? Like, he's, like like – cooking something and like all the comments are like let george cook let george cook <laughs> Oh my god I can't wait for the <sighs> intro. Oh my god I can't wait to see it. Nothing I
1: is really more app- backstreet boys coded than the intro. No, I really appreciate that both George and Formula 1 as an entity have accepted that he is a meme now. Like yeah. Like, there's no... Everybody's just on board with this being what happens. And so I, I really just hope that they take it upon themselves to, like, continue to one-up whatever absurdity he can come up with from new year. We to year. it so bad. D- there was a video- somebody else has to become... Like, there is a new person every year who has to be the one. I think it can be George. And I think... I
2: I imagine a scene where... There's a 30 rock scene where Liz Lemon is is explaining to Jenna, like they're doing it, you know, never, never take the props. They're always going to use the silly, the silly image in in the magazine photo shoot. Yes. Um, you know, I can picture like Lewis Hamilton in the Liz Lemon role be like, look, this is the intro for next year. We got to take it real serious. This is going to represent us in Mercedes. His Hamilton impression—it's
0: so good, (laughs) right?
2: (laughs) And George being like, "Got it." And the next thing you see is he's got like a rubber chicken in his hand, and he's sticking out his tongue, and he's like got a giant lollipop. (gasps) One hundred
0: percent. Oh my god! Mercedes' official account even posted this incredible video that was like a, a TikTok of a girl doing like you know really really ridiculous poses being like ideas for George next year like for for the <laughs> intro and they posted George reacting to them and it's so fucking funny. He's like,
1: these are some good ideas. <laughs> oh my God. Of course he is. Of but course he is. Speaking
0: of the props, do you guys remember that video before that, that they used as like Vegas promo where like everyone had like one prop and then they cut to Charl and he has like a wig, a boa, a sequin dress. <laughs> <hat.
1: laughs> he would he would show me
0: one. He would would, like had him react to it and he was like, I literally thought everyone had all the same things.
2: (laughs) Oh god. The entire Uh, costume box. Take take a costume. Oh, okay, all of it. Yeah. All right. Um I I want Charles (laughs) to continue to bring that spirit to uh, to the racetrack. Uh everything.
0: Full Uh, send all the time. I mean, I will say I I just – this sport does so much. The fact that we have this short off-season is really fantastic. Like, it, the way that even they build in the off-season of, like, the livery reveals and the way the drivers are, like, you know, being fucking insane, as we've discussed with all their posting. <laughs> yeah. And, like – and then the offseason is like three months. And Drive to Survive comes out in like less than a month. And then we have like two weeks, and then the season starts again. Like it's really the gift that keeps on
1: giving.
2: The the livery calendar reminds me that they posted one, yeah, you know, they posted the calendar again the other day, and everybody but Haas is on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're just like I I don't know. A, a Carl show up at some point. Oh my god! Everybody uh, but
0: Haas. That's so real.
1: Like I, I
2: tweeted our friend Katie because she had shared. I was like, maybe Tony Stewart could show up in the old number fourteen Chevy Impala. What's stopping him? <laughs>
0: Dude, what's stopping him? 2009
2: Haas vehicle. Let's go. So Tony funny. go out there.
0: Yeah. Let's... You know. I mean, why not? I will yeah. say, I, I one storyline I'm interested in generally is um, the Visa Cash App Racing Bulls obviously <laughs> are going to be – like the word on the street is, aka the word in the F1 media that, that everyone's been saying, is that they're going to be working more closely with Red Bull next year, which how this isn't like a rules violation, I don't understand, but like yeah. what do I know? Um, they're going to be using more Red Bull parts. They're going to be like, uh, uh, like people think that this can be a like huge jump for the Visa cash app racing bulls. I think, I think I'm always going to say the full name. Actually, it's, it's so stupid that it's like, it, you you have to say it out loud, but you know. What this means – so so then Haas already was in last place. They lose Gunther, who is, if nothing else, entertaining and gets them, like, an amount of earned media. Right. Like, what happens now to this, like, at the, the kind of, like, bottom-of-the-barrel teams? Like, Visa cash-up Racing Bulls kind of shoot to midfield, let's assume, and then kick Sauber, uh, stake F1 team, and – Haas, like, just – are they just going to – is it just going to be, like, uh, an absolute bloodbath? Like, are they going to score
1: any points this year? Oh, probably not.
2: I think points.
0: A point here and there.
2: I think last year was so mind-bendingly chalky, even by F1 standards. Like there's room for top tens, especially with like if if you can catch it that you're not the car crashing out, which they most likely will be in most of the races.
0: They sure will. Um, I will say I'll make a book recommendation. I'm I'm still reading this, but my partner got me How to Build a Car by Adrian Newey for Christmas. Oh my god, it's Ooh. so good. Have you have you read it, Britt? I have. I read Jesse, it uh,
1: last yearish. It's fantastic,
0: dude. You got to read it. It's incredible. I have so much respect for Adrian Nui. Um, like, really, he, what a genius, and what a fascinating life and a fascinating story. Um, and the the book, I, I I keep saying to my boyfriend, like, I, you know how sometimes when a celebrity writes a book. It's like so clear that it wasn't ghostwritten, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this book is so clear that it's not ghostwritten, and I it's like such a compliment. Like this man is so smart. The the book is so well written. It, it's like really I'm I'm learning so much. It's really engaging. Like I'm loving it. I I strongly recommend this book. Thank you to my boyfriend for that gift.
2: Okay. I will have to check that out too. Uh, we have not spoken about one other thing from this off season, and I don't know if if you've gotten around to seeing Ferrari yet, Britt. Uh, I know that Addie and I have. Have you? Oh
1: uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> have, that is on my agenda for this weekend, just to finally actually watch it. Okay, that's great. Right. We can do a Ferrari debrief
0: next time.
1: I have a lot of feelings
0: him. about it, but we'll will we'll, yeah. we'll, save them.
2: Um. Yeah, Adam Driver was um, was not nominated? Nominated? I don't know, because I didn't pay attention.
0: Yeah, I don't know. All
2: I know is that, like, Ryan Gosling was nominated for playing Ken, and Margot Robbie wasn't nominated for playing Barbie, and Greta Gerwig was not nominated for directing Barbie. I don't even know if Barbie was nominated for Best Picture. I assume it was, because I bet that if it wasn't, people would have been even madder. Yeah... Am I correct about that?
0: Um, okay, so what I was Probably. just gonna check. what I was just gonna check. Um I, I I don't I'm trying to figure out if this happened or not. The person who a thousand bazillion percent deserves to be nominated for that, and and I cannot figure out in my quick uh Google search what happened. Um Penelope Cruz. Best Supporting Actress, Holly. She's She's good in that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will. We will talk more about Ferrari next time. Barbie was nominated for Best Picture, uh, confirming that. I yeah. I gave up on caring about the Oscars of the year Titanic one.
0: Yep. Whatever. Uh, that was. I don't really care.
2: The only time that I ever saw all the Best Picture nominees, and uh, that was the worst of the five. Yeah. I stand by that.
0: Um, I do I do feel that we should open the space before we close. I wanna hold some space for some NFL hot takes.
1: How are we feeling? Um, I'm still nauseous, but that's the state of <laughs> From best. the Niners game. <laughs> well, and now preemptively. the next for the next one it's just the state of my being it's fine
0: (laughs) I did I did ask my my boyfriend who's a huge Dolphins fan the other night I I was like is it a relief at all to just like not you know just to let just to have it over with and he was like yeah of course like now I can just like watch the playoffs and like not be scared (laughs) right
2: yeah yeah, it's funny because the Giants were in the playoffs last year, and even that felt like they whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, they I won a game. That. They beat the Vikings
1: wow, in I forgot the forgot
2: wild card spot. Yeah. Daniel Jones had himself a day of being better than Kirk Cousins.
1: Okay, King. thing that
2: happened. Um, but that didn't like – it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like they're – because you knew that they were going to get destroyed the very next week, and they did. Yeah. Um. So I don't envy you, Britt. No, it's scary. Football playoff runs are tough because you just got to carry it as a fan for the whole week.
0: Dude, that is scary. That is just, that's scary.
1: And I think part of the problem, too, is just that it's like the stakes feel so high because there's no, there's no do-over, right? It's not like a five-game or a seven-game series where, like, if you just absolutely shit the bat on one of them like unless it's game 7 or game 5, it's fine. Like, yep. you can come back from that. There's there's no equivalent there in football. So it is just a sense of like you absolutely cannot screw up at all or you are host. Oh my god. like <laughs> nauseating.
0: Well, I are, are you guys familiar with the conspiracy theory about the the Super Bowl logo?
1: I don't and the think colors. I am.
0: Yeah, the colors. You know what I'm talking about, Jesse?
2: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Addie. You can explain. That.
0: Um. Well, let me. You might have to help me remember what they were. But basically, um, the last two years, the Super Bowl logo colors have been the colors of the two teams. Let me let me Google. Well, let me Google this and uh, like and the get this Eagles
2: right. last year, there was green in the Super Bowl logo.
0: Super Bowl, which is determined. <laughs>
2: In advance, this Whoa. year this year the colors are purple and red.
0: Got it. Well, so, um, okay, so it was that in
2: we're headed for the Vikings against the Patriots in their red throwback. Somehow,
0: <laughs> okay, so um, I'm reading this to you from NBCChicago.com for some reason. After a decade of cookie cutter Super Bowl logos, the NFL brought color back into the design for the 2021 Super Bowl. The logo featured warm red, orange, and yellow tones for the game at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Decked out in yellow pants, the Los Angeles Rams went on to beat the orange and black Cincinnati Bengals for the title. The next year, the NFL rolled out a colorful desert-themed logo for the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles' green were among the hues in the logo, and the Chiefs wound up beating the Eagles to earn their second Super Bowl in four seasons. So um, you can you can kind of see this image here. This is the first. This is the first that I saw of it. I yeah. heard about this weeks ago at this point before the playoffs, and they are it's red and purple, and it's like, that feels like a very likely Super
1: Bowl outcome: Niners Ravens. I, I think um, if great. if it's anything intentional, I think that's absolutely what it is. That like the. Th- that being the matchup would not be surprising. Like, so if you're looking, you know, if you're looking at it way ahead of time and you're looking at the teams and you're like, well, what would be like aesthetically pleasing? Or like, what would, what is most likely to reflect the appropriate teams? Like, that's probably a good guess. Certainly not a bad one. Yeah. And I mean- red isn't enough te- And the thing is too, is that like red isn't enough teams color palettes that like, picking like red or blue is always a little bit of a safe bet too yeah. because you've you're going to overlap like you'll get somebody
0: yeah and i you know i just think it's interesting as they say as they say in uh, digital media three's a trend that's when you can write a trend story about it and yeah, yeah. um but it is you know there there are there are a host of NFL fans who are like, the NFL is scripted and this is the proof. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. People... There, there have not been not been a lot of Super Bowls for as many teams as wear red and blue. There's not been a lot of Super Bowls where the teams wore the same color as one another.
0: Would they even allow that? Most of them seem to have... they would probably just wear like alternates. Wear... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Some,
2: somebody's wear. gonna wear white anyway.
0: But yeah, you, you. I guess that's fair. We don't really have a. I mean,
2: like it. It never feels like it's a red team versus a red team.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Or a blue team.
2: Hmm. I guess Giants Bills was blue versus blue. Yeah. But like, you don't get it very much.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, obviously, I, I got to say, I, I would love to see the Niners go all the way at this point. I think I think a Niners Ravens Super Bowl would be fun. I would love to see the Lions. <sighs> honestly, sorry to say it. I think that the Lions would be fun. Oh, yeah. And with absolutely no disrespect to Taylor Swift, my mother, I am fully anyone but the Chiefs at this point.
1: This is my problem with the Chiefs, right? I I love Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is a sports mutant and it's fun as hell to watch. Yeah. Um But, oh, my God, please stop with the chant. Please stop. Oh, my God. It's bad. It's it's awful. And, like, look, it's awful when every other team does it, too. Don't get me wrong. This is not unique to the Chiefs. But it does just make it really hard. It's, like, it's very much the same thing as with the Braves. It's, like, I like a lot Mm -hmm. of the individual players in the Braves right now. Like, they're a very likable group by and large. Can't relate. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) For, for me with no strong alternative <laughs> alternative NLE's rooting interest, like they're they're mostly a pretty likable bunch from sure. um,
2: they, they got a bunch right. of dudes that I wanted the Mets to trade for from the A's, but that they traded for instead and then right. signed right. 17 no, right. like 17 like to 17 even more. It's for like one million dollars a year.
0: hundred percent. Right. You're still so yeah. right, Britt. Like ultimately, like I can't talk shit about Spencer Strider. Like you gotta love the guy. Right. He's delightful. Guy.
1: He's delightful. And I love Max Freed. Um, and yeah, I'm thrilled for Sean Murphy and Matt Alston to have escaped Oakland for greener pastures. Um, but yeah, again, oh my God, the fucking chop. I just, it makes me crazy. Stop the it, chop. Is, it is both terribly offensive and just fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's like if yeah. somebody was like, what if we took Seven Nation Army and made it racist? Like, it was already bad. You don't need to make
0: it worse. <laughs> Hundo P. Why do I keep saying that today? Hundo P. I got to I gotta mix that out of a <laughs> conversation here.
2: I don't know, but that's that's who's winning the Super Bowl. I hate it.
0: You it's, think the Chiefs are going to win?
2: I think they are.
0: Who do you want to oh, win? they Not them. A- anyone but the Chiefs?
2: Yeah, really what you just said. Like, yeah. I think... The Lions would probably make me happiest.
0: It'd be so cute.
2: Uh, Yeah, I would would... then. Yeah,
1: Niners and Ravens.
2: I would prefer the Ravens to the Niners just because I would prefer Lamar Jackson get a Super Bowl, and we stop having stupid conversations about Lamar Jackson, (laughs) than have different kind of stupid conversations about Brock Purdy. Like, I, I want him to get a Super Bowl at some point because he seems think, cool and like yeah, a nice guy and all that. Bro, but like, he's stupid.
0: I would, I would, once, be, I would be happy to see Lamar. Once Jackson he wins, win Super those Bowls are going to sure. be some
2: dumb convos.
0: My, I, say I would be happy to see Brock Purdy win. Like Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson are dudes that I would be really happy to see win a Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they're both easy to root for. I will. I do have a brief Brock Purdy conspiracy theory, though. Oh, hit us with it. Um, so I was, I just happened to, you know, follow the Niners and whatever on social media. I happened to look at something the other day and he was, Brock Purdy was holding like a autographed football or something. Um, and I, I am, I realized they have the same initials, right? But his signature looks so terrifyingly like Buster Posey's. <gasps> that it actually like startled me a little wow. bit. <laughs> because I have, I have a an autographed bat in my room so like i see buster's signature fairly fairly often impressive that you know exactly what what Posey's signature
2: it's it's concerning
1: we can be honest about that but yeah it was like it was like startling i had to send it to my best friend like oh my god did you see this (laughs) love so just just appreciate the the weird little baby face goobers showing up and being like we're gonna win damn it
0: Did you see the video of uh, Brock Purdy, um, somebody handing him a Cowboys hat and trying to get him to sign it?
1: <laughs> no! Oh, my God. <laughs> he refused. <laughs> oh, what a good kid.
2: I wish him the best. And, yeah, it's cool to go into this weekend not really having any kind of rooting preference. Uh, be, be emotionally with you, Britt, but, yeah. You know. I'll, I'll be. Uh,
1: no, and I, and I will say that despite my own agenda about it, um, yeah, it is kind of nice to go into the last, these very last gasps of the season. And like, I don't totally hate any of the options. Yeah. Like, I well, obviously have yeah. my preferences for my personal rooting interest, uh, but.
2: I'll tell you the position that the Niners are in right now is the 2015 Mets. <gasps> Mm, And possibly on their way to play Kansas City For the championship Which is further my uh, theory here That it's going to be The
1: the one thing that I hate As much as I I, Like I would have much rather I would much have preferred Not Kansas City and Baltimore to be the remaining options Because all it's going to mean Is that I get to relive One of the past times the Niners lost The (laughs) fucking Super Bowl
0: (laughs) Oh Wait sorry by the way harbaugh going to los oh. angeles going back to the nfl which i'm obsessed Good. with it's like Good we luck love,
1: with cheating. That, Jim. We
0: love cheating that's so fun God. i'm so Good it's luck, like literally Jim. so i i'm i sound like i'm joking but i actually think it's so funny and awesome to see him just like continue to soar after what just happened <laughs>
1: The thing that I do think it's hilarious, though, is that like he, you know, you know that he really thinks that he can fix the Chargers and like of oh buddy,
0: he, that he can fix the Chargers. Oh buddy,
1: you couldn't fix the Niners. I really doubt you can fix the Chargers. <laughs> Let's let him cook. I'll
2: tell you what, he's he's one step ahead here because he's going to coach the Chargers. Getting away from the NCAA, they don't even know where the Chargers play. They'll be looking for him in San Diego to pair him with a suspension. That's
0: so real. <laughs> oh, That's that is so, so real. Real. I, I will
1: what do you just say you do in San Diego.
0: <laughs> I will just say you know it is. I, I have really over the last couple of years come to love and appreciate the NFL, which is a fucking insane thing to have happened over the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't feel great about that, but it's the truth. And so I I appreciate. You know, I appreciate the NFL playoffs more generally. I think they're fun. And, and you know, I, I, I like the drama of it, the drama of it all. But for a long time, my favorite part about the Super Bowl was that it meant that spring training was right around the corner.
1: So true.
0: And it, it, it does feel doubly so now that the Super Bowl is both an omen for spring training and Formula One coming back.
1: And um, for my own personal rooting interest it also means that college baseball season is so so close because college baseball also you know, college baseball always starts like basically the same week as spring training does so that that week of valentine's day we get pitchers and catchers and college baseball starts and it's good stuff it's spring good stuff. is and around the corner
0: we're coming out of the sports desert and. folks
2: and the launch of the Casual Die Hard website. Watch for that in February. Love you. (laughs)